Hello, 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 6 a.m. run community, 6 a.m. runners, everyone that listens to the 6 a.m. run podcast. Hello, 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 Hami Mahani here, CEO, founder. As always, these podcasts, you know, are brought to you by 6amrun.com. You know, we always show gratitude to the listeners. And of course, now I've been doing uh, these intros. You're probably sick of them. But even our guests, we're getting so many great guests and so many people that are giving us their time and telling us what they're doing. And we uh, have a really great guest lined up for today's episode. We're going to get to that in one second. But again, showing gratitude for both guests and all the listeners out there in our community. And I I really thank you guys for help keeping the podcast going, because without all of you guys, it doesn't even there's no reason for us to do it. Right. And then also, I want to just thank everyone. A couple of weeks ago, we launched a book, my book, um, and we're really helping motivate some people and showing them, you know, how adding some fitness and movement in their life is, it can be game changing. So I also want to thank you guys for continuing to support everything 6am run gets behind without further ado. And Lavelle, I don't know if you heard some of our shows before, but I always say people are their own best hype man or hype woman. So Lavelle, do you mind introducing yourself and telling us why, where you, well, I'll say where you and I met soon, but please introduce yourself. You have an education behind you. You have an entire program and, you know, business that you run in Delaware and it's very quickly picking up, but I really would love you to really introduce so I don't get anything wrong because I feel like you do so much, but if you can, maybe I'm sure you have your description more concise and introduce yourself, Lavelle, to our audience. Welcome Lavelle to the show. Hey, thank you, Hami, for having me and welcome to the uh, 6 a.m. run group. I also am a happy hamster myself. We just uh, bought the book, so um, I think it should be here a day or so, so I'm, I'm super excited to dig into that. And then um, for everyone else, my name is Lavelle Kosh. As you mentioned, I'm an expert in strength and conditioning, an expert particularly in injury prevention. I've been training athletes for 15 years from the high school, college, and professional level. In uh, 15 years of training athletes, I have zero ACL injuries under my belt, zero Achilles, meniscus, and my biggest thing is injury prevention. I, I really try to focus on the movement side of the strength and conditioning world. And of course, you know, getting strong is a big part of my world, but keeping people strong is my passion. And I love working with athletes, getting them moving. And I'm excited to talk about that and a couple other things. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. If you don't mind, I'd like to even learn. I think we've talked about a little bit before, but I love that this podcast is going to give me an opportunity. Born and raised where, obviously, athletic background. If if it starts from there, can you kind of start us from a little bit of the beginning? Uh, If you can kind of give us a real kind of like life story, um, if you can sum that up for us and how we got to this point. Yeah, of course. So I actually went to high school in Delaware. I went to Christiana High School, home of the Vikings. I was the captain of our uh, state championship team. It's amazing how fast those, those years go. And then from there, I went to uh, college and Goucher College in Baltimore. After college, I was fortunate. Well, I played basketball in college, and I also was a, a track runner. And fun fact, I'm all decade on the track and field team at my college. I was a really good thrower. So I have the school records for the hammer, the weights, and the uh, shot put and discus, and also ran as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, actually. I'm, I'm on the all-decade team. <laughs> and then 
After that, I, I went overseas as a trainer. So I worked with athletes in Spain, Belgium, and Paris, well, France. And uh, while I was over there, I was fortunate to work with tennis, basketball, and a couple of uh, soccer players. And then after coming home, you know, I, I did the typical strength world thing, intern. I went to Temple University, Westchester, University of Delaware, and just picked up a lot of information. I was fortunate to meet one of my mentors. name is Rich Levy. He was a strength coach from Arkansas. He worked at you know, uh, Auburn, a lot of other Ole Miss, a lot of high-level schools. And I picked his brain, you know. I asked a lot of questions. I listened more than I spoke. And he gave me the blueprint. And I, I took that. He actually the strength coach at University of Delaware now. So it was a big, big circle. I actually was able to connect him with the person who, you know, essentially got him the job. So uh, it, it was a good, you know, well, full circle moment for myself. And now with my fiance, we're the owners of three ND sports performance, uh, sports training facility in Delaware. We specialize with all athletes, but really our focus is basketball athletes will be really, you know, dig our teeth in. Yeah. Real quick too, let's back up. There's a couple of things I want to uh, go to on that end, but let's even from that. You mentioned basketball track. When did you make your body a priority? At what age? One of the things as a father, everyone on this show knows um, about my 14-year-old daughter and what we go through. I share that a lot uh, with our audience. Uh, so I don't want to bore them with that. Lavelle, but by the way, guys, Layla is in his program, just as an <laughs> FYI. That's how we met. Um, but let's let's go back. When did you like, was it a parent or a coach that said, hey, let's work on your body? At what age did you say, because it seems like for your success, you had a great, like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but your body was on point to allow you to be successful. But at what age did you focus on whether that was weight in incorporation, whether, you know, I know it's probably morphed over the years, but at what age did you say, I'm going to not just do basketball and track work, but I'm going to train my body. It really was like most things based out of necessity. You know, they, they say, you know, creativity is a father necessity. So I needed to be different because at the time I was a basketball skills coach and sport coach at Goucher College after graduating. But then I realized we don't have a strength coach. And I always was into the weight room, you know, young kid, you know, working out, get a little muscles, you feel good. And then I got older and I realized that I can, you know, help kids. So mm -hmm. to answer your question directly, honestly, it's after college, after college, oh, okay. after playing, you know, I got yeah. into physical stuff. And then like most athletes, you kind of learn after the fact, when you get older, you're like, oh my God, I wish I knew this while I was actually in the thick of things while I actually needed to know this information. But after college, when I was about 22, 23, when I really understood the importance of nutrition, understanding the importance of just movement, not always just going sprints and things of that nature. And then I really got into the, the overall fitness. And then once I started working with my athletes and seeing their bodies transform, it really hit me. It was like, oh, that's the missing link. Because if you do the stuff you need to do, it's easy to be good at your sport. But if you incorporate the strength training, the recovery, that takes you over the edge. And that's where I really fell in love with it. Yeah. And then where I'm going to get to now, fast forward to 2020, right through the pandemic, uh, you started working with an EYBL team who fathered, go ahead, I'll let you say it. Oh, um, it's about uh, team final. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then our newly drafted player, uh, Jalen Doran, which I'm really, really excited about. 
And um, actually, funny story, I actually got to team final through another athlete I trained named Niles Lane. He's a guard that goes to University of Florida now, and he's a really good player. He was a number one player in Jersey coming out of high school, and he um, got recruited to go to Florida. He was at our prep school. So he's at my prep school. I was a strength coach called Perky Omen. We're a top 25 national ranked prep school. So I trained him. Team final was the AU program. And those, he got stronger. And then he connected me. And then from there, it's been history. And that actually what brought me to Delaware, the relationship I have with team final. Yeah. And it's funny too, like, you know, Jalen is obviously, Jalen is like elite, right? Like I think for Delaware, obviously Delaware, I feel like when you have an Elena or a Jalen or a Dante DiVincenzo, because we don't have much, we kind of, that's Mm -hmm. like our... That's our, those those kids become our claim to fame, and and we're proud of them very and much. Bones so. too. Bones is new. Yeah, no, I can't I can't forget Bones. But what, one thing too is that what I like about your program, you know, when you watch what you do with Jalen, these are things you're doing with even the the I don't want to say freshmen, but even the I will, I'll call them a little bit rookies, right? You're taking the kids that are green per se, and you're doing everything you're doing. Let's say for a Jalen right? You're doing for all of them to get them to, you know, hopefully help these kids get to that, their dream and that next level, right? Absolutely. And it's funny, even with the high level guys like Magellan and the other guys that we train, you have them do some of the mobility stuff. I don't care how great shape, how many offers, wherever your ranking is, a lot of people can't hold a single leg, you know, car positions, control articular rotation. They can't control a single leg position for five seconds, you know, or they can land on the off leg. So just having the high level guys do some of this stuff and realize how difficult it is for them. I then do the same thing for the middle, even the college guys, because most people don't train like athletes. People right. train like general strength, you know, they do curls, they might do squats, but it's not within the form of athletics. And then right. the thing people realize is, how can I get athletic results? You train like an athlete. You know, we do the same thing for our adults. We call those our infinite athletes. And we just put them in positions as athletes, you know, rotational, landing, moving. I always say no one gets hurt running and jumping. You get hurt cutting and landing. So once you learn how to do those things, the rest of the, of the puzzle comes together. Yeah. You know, how important, one of the things I know I'm bad at, and I, I can tell where I'm I'm really making big mistakes on it. So like stretching, stretching is very long and it's very hard, right? Like, it's, <laughs> you know, I like to kind of just get out there and go, right? And I, and I know part of that's not the best thing to do. How important is your stretching, talking about mobility and cutting and moving and things like that? I know Layla talks about that. How important is stretching? It's by far... And just to make sure the audience knows, we say stretching, we say general warm-up, dynamic warm-up. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that we just mean strictly touching your toes, you know. Stretching right. is a, a, a general term. But it's by far the most important thing. The warm-up yeah. is so important, particularly when you're getting ready for sports or competition. I tell my athletes all the time, the first cut you make all day should not be in the game or in the workout. You have to cut before you ask the body to do that. So it's simple. Whatever you're going to do, whether it's basketball and running, you want to move in the way you want your body to move before you have to go. You don't want to just, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon and let me just touch my toes and go. <laughs> you know, right. you're doing A skips, B skips, you're doing high knees, you know, walking quad stretches, whatever the case may be. 
it's by far the most important thing. I can't stress it enough. If you can't don't have time to do a cool down, that's okay. But you have to do a warm up, even if it's a simple five minute hip activation, glute activation. It's something to get the body moving. You don't want to just go zero to a hundred because eventually, like anything, it's going to break down. And by that point, it's too late. Now you got to start at the very bottom. So I want to ask something. And it's funny. I've always had this question. I didn't even ask my daughter this. I wanted to wait till we had this episode to ask you. People who are going to start following you or people who do follow you that are going to listen to this, when they watch all of your Facebook and Instagram stuff. And when they are watching you working with kids, every kid has got their socks on. Why uh, no shoes? So it's funny. I started doing no shoes training. What we call the, the, the term is barefoot. I've, I've done barefoot training for years. I had lacrosse balls literally like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I started doing that. So what it does, I mean, it builds the structural integrity of the foot. The feet have the most bones in the body. The, really? uh, the large, yeah, 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 no, no question, no question. There's over 200 bones in the foot alone. It has the most nerve endings, the most tendons, all that is within the foot. It's the first thing you touch, the last thing to touch that leaves the ground. So you have to build the foundation. So what we do is we do a portion of the workout with the shoes off. And it, once again, it builds the structure, the foundation, uh, and the structural integrity of the foot. From there, the rest of the kinetic chain going up the body is going to become stronger. You can't uh-huh. build a house on quicksand. You have no. to have a strong foundation. And if your foundation and your feet is jacked up, the knees, the closest joint, they're going to start to compensate. The hips, the second closest, and then, by, and then et cetera. So you're just asking yourself to do way more than it has to. It's kind of like driving a car with bad brakes. You don't really drive the way you want to drive. You kind of slow down a little bit or driving it in a storm. You're always a little hesitant to really go because, you know, the roads aren't the best. That's how it is having bad feet. And the ankle injury, and there are several studies that prove this, your ankles don't really heal as good as you think they do. You Mm -hmm. know, after a, a sprain or a twist or what have you, the rest of the body is compensating consistently. Even after the ankle gets fixed, the body doesn't know that. It still thinks, oh, well, I'm pronating, I'm, I'm inverting. Well, let me just move my knee a little bit more to the left than it should be. Let me drop my hip a little bit more because your body wants to help you get to the next step. That's all your body yeah. wants to do, help you get to the next step. So if you're no, walking sure. incorrectly, your body is going to help you walk incorrectly. So you're part of, so here's what I'm gauging. And I, and I think, you know, my good friend. So, and I think, I don't know if you heard one of the podcasts we did, one of my first ones we did. Do you know, are you familiar? You know, because he's from here. You know, Edwin Santiago? Yeah. We put so, you together. Yeah. So Edwin is, Edwin, I never forget. He left Delaware and went to a really, I don't want to drop names or anything or, or get anyone in trouble, but Edwin went to a really upscale gym in Miami that catered to a lot of celebrities. Right. And I say this story because it really motivates me and it's, it speaks to what you're talking to. Edwin, I never forget, he went to his boss. He said, look, I get these are like celebrity clients, pro athletes, and we want their body to look a certain way. He's right. like, but I'm starting to get some clients that are like they're in pain or they can't move or like I need to address like weak knees. I need to address like bad joints. I need to address certain pain points and I, I can help them. He's like, but it's going to take a couple steps backwards so that we can take 20 steps forward, right? Yep. And his bosses, and again, not in a bad thing, but he's like, look, our clients come here because they want to look a certain way and get a certain, you know, certain yeah. result right away for a movie, look away for an athlete. Part. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right? 
Yeah. But I'm I'm getting from you, from Edwin, it's about, look, at the end of the day, if you can't move, if you can't do things, I think old school training trainers, when you had a personal trainer from a gym, like a YMCA, yeah. here we have like, you know, all the athletic clubs here, like retro fitness, things like that. It's not just, oh, here, give me 10 reps and go home anymore. Well, the new, I hate to say this, but the educated, well-read trainers who understand and get it know, look, this is what I'm getting. The ones that are teaching themselves and moving with like the education of it all are saying, look, I got to get your body right. Get your joints, get your, like, I'm not just going to yes. go sit here and tell you do 20 curls and go home. and call <laughs> If only it was that easy. If only it was that easy. Well, the problem is, you got to remember, it's about the other 23 hours. That one hour you're in the gym is great because you're checking the box, you're in the gym, you're doing things to get your body moving, which is all important. But what are you doing the other 23 hours? That's what matters. Because even if you go to the gym every single day, and then if you kill it, you're only going to be there at most an hour, maybe an hour and a half. But most right. people are in there 45 to an hour. And most people don't work out every day. So you're really, you know, but we'll just say hypothetically, you're in there an hour a day. That's only five to six hours a week. It's 5% of, it's 5 of your yes. day. <laughs> yes. It's not realistic to go in there and you got the best trainer in the world, but to do everything in one hour and be, oh, I'm good. You know, all my problems are fixed. All my shoulder injuries, my hip. Oh yeah, I'm good. That's not how it works. You have to do the other 23 hours. So Edwin is right. It's like anything. It's the slow process. You have to walk before you run. So that's why we do every day. We do our activation work where we have them, you know, work on proprioception. We do a shoulder activation work, you know. And what I would tell people is there's, there's set alarms, set alarms to stand up, set alarms to move across the room. If you work from home, try to put your phone in a different place. So you have to physically get up off of the right. desk. You know, I tell my, my uh, infinite athletes or adults to put a phone. Everyone has a phone roller too, like, you know. So I said, get the phone roller out of the closet, put it in your doorway because you're going to walk past the phone roller. If you walk past it, then you're going to use it. Habits have to be easy and accessible. If you have yeah. a habit and you can't do it daily, it's not going to happen, you know. Right. And, and too often we say, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the gym, which is great. But then they leave all the things they learned at the gym. You have to continue to do the same things, whether it's walking, whether it's drinking water. You just have to get yourself in a routine to move throughout the day. So then when you do get to the gym, you're not always starting at ground zero. Yeah, no. And, and that's what I always say. And, and you'll see in the books too, we talk about it. Like the cool thing is like, if you get up and do something like more like some kind of something with movement, anything doesn't have to be workout, right? Like if you get up on a Sunday, and you just go sit on the couch and watch football, that's pretty much like you're you're setting the tone for the rest of your day. I yes. always tell Layla too, what, what kids today, which is not a bad thing, this is just the way the generation is. Also too, just sometimes that you can't do that anymore. I never forget, I was very much into sports, but also my parents didn't give me rides everywhere. I had to ride my bike everywhere. Like, yes. but it was a different <laughs> time. Kids today, there's more cars on the road. It's more dangerous. Kids can't do right. that. But I never forget, like I would ride my bike from my home, like five miles to school, but that was like more accepted. But think about that. That was a five mile bike ride every day. To and from? Like probably both, like total five miles, right? But like, oh, but, that, <laughs> but no, but I'm saying, but kids aren't like, we have bikes for the girls at the house and they're collecting dust, but yeah. to, it's not. And, and I want to be, and I want to defend them in a little bit. 
there's just nowhere for them to ride bikes anymore like that. There's just no, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, unless you're yes. doing actual trail bike riding or like more in a controlled environment where I think some adults, I think that's more for like adults. Kids don't have that anymore. Like you don't just hop on your BMX bike and just go anymore. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't No, I used to walk to school too all the time. And it's funny because every generation you know, we kind of lose a little bit of something, you know, where like right. my parents' generation lost that communication between the older older folks in, in their community. And then my generation, we got Google, but then we still was pretty active. But then now oh. the new generation has Uber. So like you kind of lose a little bit of something, you know, and I guess our job as adults to keep that around. Well, here's the thing, right? I'm sitting here to that point, right? I'm sitting here saying like kids don't ride bikes or maybe go to a park and play pickup like we used to do, right? But to that point, a kid can pick up their cell phone. You can get, and I think this is why your training is so important. Think about this, the old school personal training mentality. I can go on YouTube and learn how to use every fitness equipment machine in the book, right? Like I don't need a trainer to tell me how to do certain sets or certain weights, right? But where you're coming in and adding value is also more on, like I said, that healthy, you know, movement. And that's where, you know, you still need that person. That's not something really you can get on YouTube, you know, telling someone to guide your movements and things like that. But to your point, yeah, like kids might not go to the park or ride a bike anymore, but they've got a device in their hand where they can go to YouTube and access or go to Google, as you just said, and access any information about there's a girl. I I really want to bring this up when you talk about that. There's a girl on Layla's AAU team, never played basketball before, researched like AAU teams locally for herself in the Philadelphia area found oh, wow. playlist and was like, you know, told her parents like, look, I want to play basketball and learn at a high level. And dad, will you help me like join this team? I found, you know what I mean? So like it's, it's wow. the technology is helping kids who are dedicated or want to really pursue something, get to that point. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And let's not act like, you know, we're bashing kids because they're a lot more witty, a lot more, you know, focused than, than I was, you know, like the kids are very ins- insightful. I'll talk to the kids and ask them questions. And it's like the, the girl you gave example, I wasn't looking up AU teams. I just picked the, the team that my friends played for, or right. the one that I knew that had the best trips, you know, like <laughs> kids nowadays definitely have a huge leg up on us. They do a much better job of trying to put themselves in positions where us as kids, we just do over the flow. We didn't really think yeah. past go so, as much. Yeah. yeah. Now also too, have, I'm going to say something I'm seeing, and I know you don't have to be braggadocious in any way. It seems like from what I've seen from the first day I met you and we're three and D when they first opened their doors at their gym, it seems like the kids are bringing in more kids and you're becoming, and this is a cool thing, I think. And and I always, you watch those old school shows I grew up on, right? Like Saved by the Bell. They had their after school mm-hmm. hangout at their, their burger joint. I don't know if I'm, I'm showing my age by saying Saved by the Bell. I don't no, know. I know. It's, it's, come on. It's a great show. Zach Moore with the, with the big phone, of course. So kids, you're like becoming the after school hangout. Do you embrace that? A hundred percent, you know, and I, I can't take all the credit. My uh, fiance, Rachel, she does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. She does a lot of social. It's funny. She'll be texting the kids on or DMing the kids, and they're like, "Oh, thanks, Coach Val." She's like, "Oh, it's Coach Rachel." But uh, I'm glad you said thanks. You know, right. and we we really try to make that part of the culture because we want to have a culture. We're not the typical box gym where you come in, you work out, and you leave. We reach right. out to our kids. I'll call the kids' strength coach, the college they're going to, 
and ask them, what workouts do you do? So I want my guy to actually, or girl, right. to succeed when they go there. We do Father's Day workouts. We do Mother's Day partner workouts. Yep. We're having a barbecue cookout in a couple of weeks when we have our one-year anniversary. Like, we do stuff to make it more, you know, appealing in a community atmosphere, you know, because we, we are a yeah. 3D family. And I think that's why we've been able to have a good growth because we talk to the kids as if they're part of our family. I'll call the kid. If I don't see somebody for two, three days, and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, well, you know, me and my girlfriend got into it. My parents are fighting. So I can actually hear what's going on. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about it, you know? And then we actually will talk about it. And, okay, well, you know, I want you still to be focused because your goal is to play at the next level, but you're still a person. So take right. care of what you got to take care of. And then when you're ready, we'll be here for you. And I think it, it shows Rachel and I, the community that we that we um, fostered, we are hiring uh, a new coach. So he's a good guy. He's a veteran. So he comes from that discipline, you know, field as well. And we really that, is that, that. I know is that coach is that coach Earn? No, Corey. Corey. Uh, I know uh, whoever Earn, Coach Earn is. My daughter came home in the front. My, they love Coach Earn. <laughs> so if he's listening to this, they love <laughs> Coach Earn. I'll definitely give Coach Earn a shout out. It's one of my uh, real good friends. I've known him since high school. He actually coaches at Camden High School. You know, okay. one of the uh, elite programs, and he works with the Jersey Scholars. So he's a very high-level coach as well. And I think the kids are dumb. Kids are very, very smart, like I said earlier. So when we do the drills and then see how it translates, they get the buy-in. Because yeah. I don't ask them to do nonsense. We don't do burpees. We don't just do cool Instagram workouts. Everything has a purpose, and it's training that translates. So, and that's where I always, and one of, I've probably said his name a million times. We joke about it. And my other friend and, and knowing in that group, and you know, Jeff Jones Jr. Like Jeff always told me, especially when Layla was starting in basketball, he said, Hami, and he went through all that AAU, got to, you know, UVA, made it to a very high level. But he always told me, and I never forget, and this has kind of been my fathering of Layla. And you're, I, I want to see your la one of the last couple of questions I have. I never forget one of his advice was, Hami, look, you can tell a kid do X, Y, and Z, but just make sure Layla sees wins. Don't just tell Layla, yeah. do this, do this, do this. And then her just keep going, going, going. He was like, I kind of became more motivated and I got to that UVA level, but I saw, oh my God, I made varsity. Oh my God, I made this high level AAU team. Oh my God, my varsity high school in Philly, we won the chip, our class chip. Like, yeah. he's like, if I didn't get wins at like certain steps, He's like, well, yep. what makes you want to take the next step? And then the next step, do you do things? And one of my last questions, do you put things in place so the kids can see wins and victories? What's your measuring sticks in place? Absolutely. So we do a couple of things. One, I'm actually getting ready for our speed program. We're having our test day. So we do a test day where we test them, a battery test, you know, one minute push-ups, sled push, what have you. And, and you, I'll by the way, real quick, and you track yeah. that, you email that. I get yes. all that, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So we track that. So that's part of it, though. We actually track everything. Once again, we want the kids to, most of the kids we get are, you know, pretty high level kids are going to play in college. So we treat like a college program. We have the workout sheets they get every single day. They write down what their workouts are, how much they did, and the numbers don't lie. So if I'm doing, say, a squat, for example, and I'm, you know, 100 pounds the first day. The first day, 100 pounds is going to probably feel like a million pounds to those guys. But then week four and five, you're doing maybe 150. And you're like, look, you gained 50 pounds. And you're like, oh, wow, you're right. 
and then you show them because you know people are visual creatures. You show them literally the weights. But look, you did the small weights. Now you're doing the bigger weights. You know, another way that we um, track them is we record all of our data on our leaderboard. So we have a leaderboard in the gym for the top college, high school, middle school, and pro athletes. And they come in and they see, oh, well, you know, so-and-so did a 30-inch vertical. So I wanted my vertical tested. So we test our vertical. And then also I let them just get their reps in. You know, some of the kids, for example, come in, push-ups are horrible. Oh, God, awful push-ups. But I hype them up because that's my job to be the hype man. Hey, good job. Because eventually they're going to get strong enough to do a good push-up. Now, obviously, right. I'm not going to let them do something to hurt themselves, you know. If their form is to the point where they're literally putting their shoulders in, in a bad position, now stop them. But if they're just physically doing the movement, then I'll just hype them up. And then sometimes, you know, as a parent, you got to lie to the kids. <laughs> you just got to make them think they're doing an amazing job to not push them down a notch, you know. And then also, we do a lot of the same workouts. Every every Monday might be our squat day. So they know next Monday, hey, I'm about to do this workout again, you know, and I'll let them know you what you did last time. So constantly reiterating what they're doing and how they can get better at that. Right. You know, it's funny, like, like what you're saying, like I 1000% agree with that. You know, kids want to see again, kids want to see a little bit of a win or they also sometimes if something they feel like is going wrong or in a game, you know, it's that old analogy. I, I learned having kids, if Layla falls, I got to make sure my face, you know what I mean? Because at first, if I'm like worried, but they're going to look at your face and see how that looked, right? So it's got to kind of be encouraging, right? Like if a kid looks up and sees, even London, my baby, or like the the little one, if she falls, Mm -hmm. it's not even a game situation, but like she's going to look at me first. Like, was that a bad fall? And you got to be like, ah, no, brush it off. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're better about it, 1000%. And you're right. I mean, one of the things, and you know, he's local. I never forget a conversation I had with Bernard Hopkins. He's like, look, I don't need, I'm 40 years in this game. I don't need a trainer in my corner every fight. He's like, but I do need someone to hype me up. Tell me what they yeah. see. Maybe, you know what I mean? Having a partner is always better, you know, than not for sure. You know what I mean? And then lastly, you're creating, like I said, like, I think too, for me, I think in part of that Kobe, that like, mamba type mentality of well look if this elite kid is doing boom 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 and successful you know that kind of sets a little bit of the precedence and the blueprint like i gotta do that you know what i mean well no question if you want to have insiders you have to have outsiders you have to have people that realize what you're doing isn't for them and not in a malicious like oh you're not good enough it's just like we're really trying to have kids become better athletes well i want kids to be better with good people and then good athletes. So I'm pushing them, you know, and I'm not, you know, my personality, I'm not demonstrative. I think you can get the message across without putting down the character or belittling them, but I'm also holding them accountable, you know, and I think there's a fine line between accountability and empathy. So understand like, okay, I see that this is tough for you, but I also know that you can do five push-ups, and you're doing four right now and I need five and I need them right now and hold them accountable. And as, as a strength coach, one of the reasons why I love doing this is because there's no black and white. It's either you can lift the weight you can't, period. There's no yeah. coaches and rankings. If I tell you to do five pull-ups and you can't do five pull-ups, you know you can't do five pull-ups. Now we can get a band and there's other ways to get around that, but it's pretty black and white. You either right. can or you can't, you know, and that's the mental part about it. And I'm asking them, well, all right, I need you to do five of the best whatever you can do. And I really try to make everything based on people's ability. So even if you are at the number one player in Delaware working next to him, 
then you're on rank kid. You're seeing that he's struggling on some things too. So it's like, okay, well, let me see if I can beat him there. And I love battling the kids against each other, you know? Okay, we're going to do this thing, this sprinting game. Okay, who can go to the lawn first? Losers got five push-ups, you know? Just to constantly have that competitive nature in them. Because I feel like kids, they aren't competitive enough. They're just too happy to be there sometimes. Right. Yeah, I think, no, I'm... Listen, I want everyone to, to participate and everyone to get a participation trophy. But at the same time, I think at some time you got to separate the kids that do put in the harder work. They do need to be, you know, separately at least acknowledged or, you know, for people that work a little harder. Last question I have for you, and I appreciate your time. I know we're, we're both, uh, you know, I love that. I know you and I are grinding. We're both entrepreneurs. I know. And Lavelle is, is always busy with the kids and always running some school or doing something for someone like our business. I know you're out there. And I want to thank you for everything you're doing in Delaware. But last thing too, are some of these kids, I mean, one of the things I've learned with Layla was, and this is this year I learned this and I'm, I'm, I'm mad I learned it, but it's like every kid's got to kind of stay in their lane. Some kid that age might be ahead and that's fine. That honestly is fine. It's every kid's got their own path, their own lane. What do you think though right now? Are some of these kids being pushed too much? I mean, with these AAUs, we were just talking, you're not going to see Layla literally for the month of July because of AAU. And I know the answer to this, but I do want from an expert to hear, I mean, not that this changes because it's like that this, they got to do it. But what do you think? Do you think AAU really is cramming a lot in a short period of time? Do you think 12 months of a year of no off season nowadays for like, you know, basketball now, if you really want that, if you want either division, if you want it and you want to play at a collegiate level, there is no off season, right? What do you think about that? And that's my last question. It's funny. I was just talking to this, one of my pro guys. I have a basketball guy I train. who's actually from Delaware. He plays basketball in Switzerland. So he's home, you know, training now. And we were just talking about the, the work to rest ratio. And the one thing I can say is happiness is the expectation of your results. Oh, I'm, I'm butchering the quote. But essentially, if you're trying to go for a certain goal, you have to have your work match your goal, you know? And it's tough because too many kids think that they're D1 and this and the other, and they just don't put the work in. And not like going to get shots up, but I mean like grueling, like unbelievable. Like I work with a lot of D1 and a lot of high-level people, and the work they do, it really is just like you're going to do the same dribble pull up to left block left side every single time like yeah and i mean like i I was at temple i watched nba guys work out and i watched you know several players do (laughs) no exaggeration 51 dribble pull-ups to the left side that's it and i'm like well that's their game and that's the shot but it's like it's hard because that's what you need to get out of it so i think yes on one hand people do work too hard but it's really based on what is your goal you know and if you really want to be that high level player, then you do have to work a lot harder than the average person. So right. contrary to popular belief, you know, you do have to kind of outwork the competition. But like most things, especially in our society, you know, living abroad in Europe, I definitely see our society in America. We're definitely way too much. Go, go, go. I think there's a spectrum. And I think as Americans, we always kind of love to do the 100. We don't love to do the 50. It's zero or 100. You know, so I would tell the parents listening to give your kids breaks when you think they need one, not when they think they need one, because too often the kids like, oh, I'm good. And, you know, they're not good. So, you know, 
I tell, and I've said this, I do tell Layla, you know, that the best, and this is where I will say, maybe I'm not too far old from, I think too, you want to get to a certain goal, but I will say the best times can be that, you know, those college years. And then also remembering the time with your teammates. And then last thing I'll say to that is, you know, you think high school and everything. Sometimes I think you think about the moment, right? When I look back on it, you know, those twenties, when you hit that 20, 25, like you, and you have actually a little bit of money in your pocket because you're working, right? (laughs) So there's always going to be time. Like, don't ever think like, and I think I even get it right. Like you get a little FOMO, right? Like there'll be time to catch up and party, you know, even for me right now, you're doing it. I'm doing it with my company. I'm putting, you know, when you factor in the kids, when you factor in everything, like I always tell my wife, guess what? Let's give this five years. After five years, we will have the kids a little older. We'll have time for ourselves. You know, I know you have a relationship and you're running a business. I'm sure you're kind of same situation. You're like, look, this is the grind for right now. And then we'll get to that point we want to get to. Oh, 100%. And it's tough because the kids just don't know what they don't know. And as adults, we don't know what we don't know either because sometimes being worse than kids because, oh, yeah, we know this. And then it'd be like, uh, we really don't, you know? And and sometimes as an adult, you got to take a back seat. I was talking to a parent the other day, and I'm like, we have a good situation. The kids come in, they work out. Like I told the the kids today, this is not normal. Kids don't come in at 10 o'clock on a summer day and run sprints and take our speed day. So doing, you know, deceleration and acceleration. We're talking about that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do yeah. that. That is not natural. And I know this right. is part of the culture of sports, but you're getting the kids into a much bigger, bigger world. And we are setting them up for so much success that we don't even realize. Delayed right. expectation, delayed gratification, understanding the process of doing something and being disciplined. Like these are sure. traits that people complain that adults don't have. And our kids are building it. And as an yeah. athlete myself, I wake up and I'll do a workout religiously because I'm taught to do something over and over again. And sometimes as parents and adults, we just are too close to the woods to see the trees. So I think sometimes for all the parents that's listening, just tell yourself that you're doing a good job because you're teaching the kids the discipline that you want them to have. And yes, it's tough because we do things and wins and losses in our world. So sometimes that stuff doesn't matter because you are losing. But the bigger picture is the kids are going to be okay, especially if you're doing it the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, look, this was great. Thank you so much, Lavelle. I really, you know, I value your advice. I value our friendship. Um, I value what you do for the kids here in Delaware. You know, my obviously passion in the fitness space um, and our synergies really, really do align. So what you're doing means a lot to me, to my family. And um, I'm glad, you know, you and I met. And I, I, you know me, I'm a big supporter of what you're doing. I know vice versa, you've supported 6AM Run. So, you know, it was a pleasure to have you on here. And and um, I'm looking forward to watching you from afar. You and Rachel, I know, care about those kids. And you've created, like I said, last thing I'll say, Boys Club was there for me when I was growing up. Boys Club is still there, by the way. But, you know, I love you've created a very safe place, you know, in the city where I think kids can come right to after school. And Layla comes out of there, two things. She comes out of there, she did her fitness work and she comes Mm -hmm. out of there with a smile on her face, right? And as a parent, I can't ask for more, right? She's getting better in her physical fitness and abilities and she's coming out of there liking it, right? Because sometimes as parents, I always tell other parents, we gave that kid the nudge, like, oh, you're playing basketball. But now to have the kid turn around a little bit and say, I'm playing basketball back to us, 
that's where the parent kind of has to then can take the step back and say, all right, now she's, this is now, it is truly her journey. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent. And and I I really do appreciate that, you know, because as business owner, you know, you're always working in your business that you can't work on your business. So it, it's nice to, you know, hear that because sometimes you just forget the, the work you're doing. I had a kid tell me that he, you know, he just felt better. His shoulders are better. I'm like, oh yeah, that is true. We do do mobility stuff. I'm thinking from after like performance, he's like, yeah, right, you know, right, I had right, right. back pain, but now my back feels better. I'm like, yeah, we do do a lot of stuff. But uh, no, I, uh, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah. Everyone can uh, find out more about yes. myself and, and some of the things that we have. And they can follow us at 3ND Sports Performance, all spelled out. The number 3ND Sports Performance. Our website is 3ndsportsperformance.com. Social media, all everything. That, by the way, yeah, we'll put all that in. Yeah, I'm going to put all your links and everything in the bio, Lavelle. Thank Perfect. you so much. No, no problem. And then anyone, I know these are the international audience, but anyone who's local, we're going to have our six-week vertical jump program rolling August 15th. And um, we had a six-week program back in March. We had one athlete get five inches on his vertical in six weeks. So uh, it's definitely going to be a fun, fun thing yeah. waiting for anybody anything, to join anything, us. Anything you do that maybe you put on like a YouTube or IG live, you know, let me know. We gladly, some of your, like I said, some of your stuff definitely, uh, it, it equates to the runner's world, the cardio world. So anything, if you're ever doing anything and you're putting it on like a live or something, shoot me the link. We'll text it out to all our runners for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, great. Well, we're actually I'm getting ready for our speed program today. So it's perfect timing for the running world. I'm uh, running upstairs now for our testing. I will see you soon. Thank you, Lavelle. Have a great day. All right, guys. Thank you so much, everyone. Everyone have a great week. Bye, guys.